Now it's time for this. News Talk's Executive Chair. Thanks to Skillnet Ireland, driving business success through innovative training and upskilling. I'm delighted to welcome to the Executive Chair, Joanna Jensen. She's the founder of Child's Farm. Joanna, you're very welcome to the programme. I'm delighted to be here, Bobby. Thank you for having me. Not at all. Now, bring us back to the Hampshire countryside uh, where you grew up. Uh, was it a sort of a sustainable living, even though we didn't use the word sustainable in those days? Do you know, absolutely, Bobby. I mean, I always say that my mother was a bit of an old hippie. and and But we grew our own um, veg. We had our own chickens and our own eggs. And you didn't think about going to the shop without your own bag. So it was just a way of doing things. And I don't know if you remember, we used to get bottled water delivered once a week and it would come in glass bottles and they'd come and pick it up the following week and replace it with another sort of case of bottled water. Your milk was delivered on the doorstep in a bottle. We used to get orange juice in a bottle. It was it was naturally sustainable. And you remember the crows then pecking the lids of the milk bottles, the tinfoil yes, lids. Writers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, those were the days. Now, your first job was as a, a letting agent in Knightsbridge. How did you find your way in there? Oh, my word. Well, look, there was... Um, I don't know if you remember, there used to be, there may, it may well still exist, uh, a recruitment agency called Manpower, and, you know, I'd left school at 18. I was taking a gap year and, you know, you trotted along to say, can you get me a job? And and they get, got me a temporary secretarial job. And um, and I really was sort of there for about two months. And then I sort of got my job, got more involved and more involved. Um, and, you know, I just started doing bigger and greater things because I just, you know, one of those people that just did their work and then said, what else can I do? Yeah. Keen, I think the word is super keen. Yeah, that's always a good. That's always a good asset. How did you find your way into investment banking then? Well, that was a very long rounded route. I ended up going to live in Hong Kong. I'd been working doing interior design for Hong Kong investors, and I got out there, sold that business. I got out to Hong Kong, and I thought, well, what am I going to do? And I read my then boyfriend's book on derivative trading, and I thought, oh God, that doesn't look too difficult. And so I punted myself around and got myself a job working in a joint venture with NatWest and a local Asian company, and then went from there to a French bank and then ended up being headhunted back to the UK, where I worked for a number of of banks. So it was a sort of, you know, I didn't go to university. It was sort of blagging my way, really. You know, you know what I mean. I absolutely do. So tell us then about the evolution of... Child's Farm. It was founded in 2010 and it was out of a a, a personal situation around your daughter's sensitive uh, eczema prone skin. Is that right? Absolutely. And look, um, I had my first daughter in 2006 and then little Bella popped out in 2008 and poor child had chronic eczema, um, allergic to absolutely everything. And I was really surprised to find that nothing had moved on since I'd been a child in the 70s with atopic eczema. And and progress had not been made. And it was still, you know, using steroid cream or emollients that sat on your your skin. So I thought, do you know what? I'm going to try and create something for her. I had a passionate interest in natural medicine and remedies. So I took all of my knowledge, worked with some people who were 
super brilliant in this space and came up with our first iterations of Child's Farm really in 2011. And the great thing was they were so mild, full of natural origin ingredients. They made a profound difference to her skin. And I thought, you know, if they work for her, they're going to work for other children. How did you bring that tiny little, I suppose, dream that was yours at that tiny business to becoming the number one brand in the baby and child toiletries category in the UK? You actually got ahead of Johnson & Johnson, I believe. How did you do all that, Joanne? I have to say hard work, hard work and persistence, you know, look to, to, to anyone out, else out there listening to this is, you know, it, it, nothing drops in your lap. If you want it, you've got to go out and get it. And that meant that I sort of charged around the countryside in a white transit van going to fairs, school fairs, trade shows, consumer shows. I had my wares on display wherever I could. I gave out multiple samples and I I was very lucky because because so many people tried the brand, there were some fantastic success stories. And these success stories took to social media and shared them. And, you know, it, it, I delivered something that my consumers needed. I understood my customers so well because of my own issues that it was really easy for her or him to relate to what I was doing. You know, as a parent, you just want something that does the heavy lifting for you. And of a parent with a child with really poorly skin, to find something that works and that is at, afford- it as, at an affordable price is simply golden. You, you mentioned social media there, Joanna. Is, how important was that in, in when you think about your overall success, driving the brand, getting the sales to what you got them before you sold out to PZ Cousins? Um, social media, if you look back on it now, how instrumental was it in your success? Do you know it was the it, it it was the catalyst that exploded our brand because we had a couple of shared stories in 2016, 2017. The one in 2016 was a mum, Paige Sweeney, showing the hands of her child, Evie Ray, before and after using our baby moisturizer, and before they were red raw and bleeding, and two weeks later they were near perfection. And this was this was Paige sharing this, you know, as a mum at a time before, you know, the social media algorithms had kicked in. So these could be shared organically. And in the end, that on Facebook was shared something like 35,000 times. And then the following year, when Lauren Gray, who was an adult, just posted a picture of our baby moisturizer and said, this has cured my psoriasis in 24 hours. That was shared 65,000 times. So for us, it was a game changer. In that second post, we sold a million and a half pounds worth of baby moisturiser in a week. Wow. Tell me then about um, selling 90-odd percent of the business to PZ Cousins. Uh, was it, like, it's an amazing success in, what, 12 years? So normally it takes a bit longer than that. That's certainly my experience of it, but... Uh, um, <laughs> 12 years, you sold out. Um, what do you do now? What are you doing with all your loot? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I spend it wisely, Bobby. I spend it wisely. Well, I've still got 8.5% in Pizzo Cousins, so I'm still working with Charles. I'm really as an ambassador. Um, but what I spend most of my time doing, which I utterly love, is working with female founders. Now, in England, well, UK and Ireland, 
Um, they are woefully underinvested in. I mean, you know, recent statistics are saying back between one and two percent of all investment capital goes into female founded brands, which is shocking, yeah. utterly shocking, because, you know, statistics always show also show that if if women are on brands of boards, those businesses perform better. So I am putting my money where my mouth is and I've invested in eight female founded brands so far but i also work with a wonderful initiative which is coming to ireland called by women build and i was going to ask you about that so what is it again tell us again it's called by women built if you go on to bywomenbuilt.com we launched on thursday this week terribly exciting this is a collection of female founded brands all in the consumer space so health and beauty fashion design um food And what we want to do is raise awareness to the consumer because many consumers don't know, they can't name a female founder. So they're not sure what brands are founded by a woman. So what we've done is just created this wonderful community um, to promote to our consumers, you know, how they can actually support female founded brands by buying from them. And we're starting off with consumer and the plan is to go into other market spaces. But let's make this work. Um, And it's hugely important that we do raise the awareness, because if you look, if we had parity, if we had investment that was at parity between men and women, female founders would bring another 250 billion into the economy. And that is not to be sniffed at. Absolutely not. And finally, can I ask you then, you're, you're working with, with Chanel McCoy, is that right? When, is she part oh, of the Irish God. operation? Yes. Yeah, so, so Chanel's got this amazing synthetic CBD brand called Puris. Um, she, it is, she is such a clever woman. Her and Carolyn Glynn have set this business up to give people all the benefits of CBD without any risk of the plant formulations. I mean, as you know, she's she is uh, one of Ireland's most fabulous female founders. And it's a real privilege to work with her. She's no nonsense. She's bright. She's enthusiastic. She's huge fun. And, you know, I'm really proud. She's one of my investments. And I'm really be proud to be working really closely with her and Caroline, Caroline, because they are a great duo, I have to say. Great. Well, we look forward to uh, welcoming you to Ireland, Joanna. And uh, I know you run your local church choir, so we'll let you get back to that. And uh, we'll hopefully meet up with you when you come to Ireland. I can't wait to meet you, Bobby. And thank you so much for having me this morning. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.